Hello, TTB community. Welcome to the Traveler's Blueprint podcast. Each episode, we like to bring you insight from travel authors, adventurers, conservationists, digital nomads, tour guides, and some of our very own personal travel experiences. Joining me today is the very diligent Robert Domena. Thank you. Today's guest is Eric Sufin. He is the founder and CMO of Zeal Remote Company. This program allows you to essentially work with other people, learn about different locations, and network in order to become a digital nomad and remote worker. So the location independent employees that would use this program benefit from the community-based model. It offers support and considerate and support from the consider yeah, consideration phase for things like, you know, how do I even go about living in a, a new place? And how do I meet other people? How do I get health insurance? How do I work my bank account? Things like that. You know, the normal stuff. So it was a great conversation. We learned a lot. The program seems really awesome. I hopefully plan on using it myself one day in the future. And I think that if you are looking to work remote at some point in the future, this can be very beneficial for you. So we yeah. hope you enjoy the podcast. It, it does seem like it could be a one-stop shop for anything related to remote working. And that's, that's, yeah, that's the impression I got. And that's pretty appealing because if you've ever even started to look into it, it can be very daunting. And we didn't even talk about taxes, you know? So <laughs> uh, before we get into it, so the travel tip of the week is a program called Travel Arrow. It's a Chrome extension, and it essentially allows you to find the cheapest flights, cheapest hotels by compiling all the data on the web from all different sites and making it convenient for you to get the cheapest flight. They are not a sponsor of the show. <laughs> we are just giving you that as a travel tip to, to maybe help you uh, with your travel planning. Yeah, and if you want to learn more information, if you didn't listen to our Travel Bites for December, it was listed in there as one of the articles. You can find that link in our show notes. Yes. And so lastly, before we start the podcast, please check out some of the cool things we offer. How do you organize and plan your trip? So if you like to keep your trip organized like we do, you can use the travel journal and planner that we developed for our very own personal travel experiences. This will allow you to record things like the dates, the budget, the top destinations, the currency exchange rate, the time difference. It has a fillable calendar and it provides you the ability to write out your entire itinerary by the hour. In addition to that, it has a place to store reservation information, a packing list, a to-do list. And then at the very back, it offers you space to journal about your trip. You can find this travel journal planner on our products page. And once you download it, you have it forever and you can reprint and refill it out for every trip you have moving forward. Now, if you do decide to purchase this, we encourage you to reach out to us with any tips to make it better. To help compile all of your info for the journal slash planner, we turned ourselves into cartoons to create a five-part video course that provides a step-by-step -step process to create the ultimate itinerary, including number one, navigation, number two, booking airfare, number three, blogs, research, and reviews, number four, itinerary building, and number five, safety, cultural norms, and thoughtful travel. The goal of this video tutorial is so that you can become your own personal travel agent and learn how to be plan efficient trips now and forever, all the while saving you money to splurge on a nice meal or first class seat for your next adventure. Yeah. And now, so if you still think that planning your trip is a little bit too much, or you just don't have time to sit down and actually do it, I can personally plan your trip for you using all the information that we just mentioned. If you're interested in this, please send me an email at thetravelersblueprint at gmail.com or visit our services pages on our website, and we can meet over Zoom to discuss the details of your trip. 
You want to contribute to the podcast? If you work in the travel industry, you can join us for a travel roundtable discussion by submitting your information through the TAT form on our website. You can also send us a travel article via direct message or at thetravelersblueprint at gmail.com for the monthly Travel Bites episode. Support us by wearing us. Go to redbubble.com to find awesome gear and merchandise of the Traveler's Blueprint. Some of the cost comes directly to us to help support the podcast. We definitely recommend the hoodie and the hat and maybe a sticker or a travel mug. Whether you purchase a product from us or just want to learn about travel alongside us as we interview our guests, know that we greatly value your support as a listener of the show. Welcome to the Traveler's Blueprint. Start designing your next adventure. Eric, welcome to the Traveler's Blueprint podcast. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Excited to be here. Yeah, so we're we're going to talk to you today about Zeal Remote Community, which is the your company that you founded and you're the CMO. So we can talk about that, but and I'm going to let you talk about the origins of it. I don't want to give too much. And then before we get into that, I want to talk a little bit about how you got into travel yourself and what brought you to creating Zeal. Yeah, it's been quite the journey. Started out, as I mentioned, I'm from Denver, Colorado, local and loyal, and we have a lot of, uh, you know, opportunity to be able to get outside and play. And so I was a Boy Scout growing up, and that's really where my affinity for, you know, seeing the great outdoors and what's available uh, started. Got to do some incredible adventures from, you know, the bottom of the Grand Canyon and Abbasu Falls to, uh, you know, doing some amazing sailing out of Key West. And that just got my, my travel bug hooked from a very young age. Uh, so really expanded in college as I started to travel more, you know, during breaks and summers. I uh, ended up studying abroad in Chile and going all the way to the south tip of uh, South America and Argentina and exploring all over. And uh, that really was the catalyst for, um, you know, this this global adventure um, that we call life here. Nice. Yeah, it seems like uh, study abroad kind of triggers that for a lot of people. I know that was that was my trigger um, in college as well. And it hasn't died like once you get that travel bug it doesn't really go away you find every way to itch it no and yeah so so eric when did you start to piece together travel and work well it was in chile that i really saw the opportunity to be able to storytell right to share messages that's what i was going to school for was advertising digital marketing so i saw uh, you know a desire to really be able to bridge sharing these places um because having traveled the world you see it yourself instagram and youtube all they start to share a more clear picture of it nothing replaces going out and doing it yourself and more often than not well there's an incredible experience offline and they can be you know very hospitable it it rarely gets translated online. They don't do it justice more often than not. And so as a marketer, as a storyteller, that's where I really saw an opportunity to start to bridge that. And that's where, you know, our advertising agency started its work uh, out, of, out of college. And the more I traveled myself, seeing that you could 
work remotely and effectively, the more I just continue to see this gap. And it wasn't until COVID that uh, helping hotels and helping destinations see how to attract and retain people for longer. Uh, but I saw it wasn't just, you know, a marketing service or campaign that really we had an opportunity to create, you know, a business and really a movement out of uh, this to help people stay and play and, and work effectively wherever they want. Yeah, it's a great time to get into it. Um, it really is. Yeah, so, so tell us, what is Zeal uh, Remote Community? So it is just that. It's a community for remote workers, avid travelers. It, it is a mechanism and ultimately an app to help facilitate people live and work easily and effectively wherever they want. Uh, as you know, we've all kind of had the trials and tribulations of working and traveling, and it takes a lot to be able to do so, right? We're more often than not behind a computer researching and tab toggling and trying to dig into different you know, marketplaces and groups. And so the idea is how do we really share the common denominator, the lessons learned that everyone's had to be able to support one another more effectively, whether that's from the travel aspect, the work aspect, uh, how do we share this common knowledge and resources so that we can make travel more easy and more fun for one another? Now, now does someone already have to be in a position that allows them to be a digital nomad before they start to use your platform? Or are you able to help people make the transition and set them up with potential companies that they could work for that then help them transition to be remote workers? No, Zeal on the app can be used by existing expats and digital nomads to those that are aspiring to and just not quite sure how to make that transition. Okay. So the knowledge bank and the resources, uh, the thought leadership that is shared really is uh, centralized to be able to help empower people to be able to make this transition more effectively. Uh, so those that, you know, are in a corporate office and have the ability to remote work or those that just don't quite know what it looks like to, to make that move and take that leap, you know, from step one all the way through to, you know, taxes and all the fun stuff, you know, after living and working abroad will help really share, you know, the critical information from peers, right? It's a lot easier to listen to others uh, like-minded that have gone through the same experience than perhaps, you know, go and research from corporate and get it from the top down. So the idea really yeah. is to share this thought, uh, thought leadership um, by enabling and empowering the voice of your fellow peers and that of yourself as you start to travel. Okay. Yeah, that's really nice. Um, I, I noticed on your website, you have a few specific spots uh, listed and then you have currently spotlighted Barbados. Can you tell us a little bit about why Barbados is spot lit and a little bit about um, like if we were to go through that process with Zeal, what would that look like? Yeah, Barbados uh, was one of the very first through COVID to be able to uh, roll out their remote working digital nomad visa. Okay. Uh, and being proactive, understanding that movement was a little harder and that people had to be able to stay in quarantine. They created uh, their remote working visa uh, to be able to enable and allow people to stay there for longer and have continued to allow and to kind of expand that even as the pandemic has uh, opened things back up. It's now 
a way for people to transition to more effectively relocate their families, open businesses, to be able to take advantage of a lot of the amazing, you know, offers and incentives that the government has from, you know, healthcare to schooling and the like out there. So they really were kind of a beacon and leader of how to start to craft these remote working visas and incentives for travelers that kind of a lot of these other countries have started to follow in their wake thereafter. So they've been incredibly progressive from, you know, this initiative to, you know, sustainability initiatives and uh, a lot of other kind of political initiatives that are doing in the Caribbean. So uh, Barbados is where we have been looking to facilitate a remote work Working, uh, retreat with a variety of travel writers and influencers come okay. this spring here we're looking at early spring to be able to bring out our community and others collaborating with noma collective and, and remote year and a few others to be able to really centralize and show people that it doesn't need to be this totally nomadic lifestyle you can really live in these places and that, what is that remote lifestyle like because it's it's you know, not just living and working, it's the balance of the two. And now that there are so many places to open back up and you don't need to stay in one destination, it's really about, you know, how are you settling in? How are you tapping into the culture? How are you living that local lifestyle? And we want to be able to show that, you know, that it doesn't need to be as minimalistic and nomadic as it historically has been. Interesting. Yeah, that's awesome. So in, in terms of a person that was going to apply for this. Um, what does it look like going through the platform? I know we're we're audio based, so there's not there's no visuals to assist us. But people that are listening to the show could be on your website as you're kind of going through to see how they would apply for this or even benefit from the Zeal website. Yeah, so on the website and you know coming soon, the Zeal app, it'll be really easy to be able to navigate and understand based off of your personal preferences and your lifestyle, what are the destinations most suited for you? And uh, as you get a better understanding of where you'd like to live and work based off the, you know, uh, accommodations, the activities, the lifestyle that's available there, uh, you'll be able to easily kind of see all of the regional information, policies and visa requirements needed. And then you can either directly go through that or we will have strategic partners and other companies that you can be able to engage with either individually or with your corporate organization to be able to uh, navigate those nuances and complexities depending on how long you're going and whether you're going with yourself or your family, you know, how best to be able to take advantage of some of these perhaps tax incentives that we're seeing a lot of these countries roll out in conjunction with their visa process. And I think that's one of the you know key parts is, is I think for those that haven't fully taken on this lifestyle to understand, you can bounce around to these different destinations, but the digital nomad visas they put in place have some great advantages to take uh, some great benefits to take advantage of that most aren't aware of. And so really understanding those um, kind of before you go can ultimately save you a lot of time, a lot of money, uh, you know, give you a lot of benefits locally when you're there that you wouldn't if you just decided to go and stay for 89, 90 days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's awesome. So I started to look into moving to Spain. Um, 
So maybe we can use this as an an example. Well, moving for one year at first to see how we like it. Uh, So it would be myself, uh, my wife, and my two children. And doing my research, I hit a roadblock where I saw that you could be double taxed. And at that point, I said, okay, let let me pump the brakes. Let me, uh, I need more time to figure this out. Do you you have, so taxing, taxation seems to be a pretty big thing. when you have to move, especially, I guess, from the United States to a different country, because uh, a lot of things seem to be taken to to be taken into account, uh, like your your savings accounts, your IRAs, you could be double taxed. So that seems to be one of the major roadblocks that I personally encountered when researching this. Do you have examples of some of the big hurdles that people may not be aware of that your app, that your website can help them out with? Certainly, the the taxation component is one to be not even just knowledgeable or weary, but knowledgeable about, right? Because uh, unknowingly, you can either be put in a really precarious position or, uh, you know, be able to kind of be leveraging it towards your advantage. Um, so taxation is undoubtedly one. There's some kind of nuances and really understanding how many days you have to be out of the country. How do you prove that? The app will certainly enable and allow for that kind of validation and proof to our government and to others to be able to kind of uh, show by geolocation, um, you know, where you're at and uh, that you're in compliance with these things. But Taxation is undoubtedly one. Um, talking about your family, right? Healthcare is certainly another one, right? Uh, I am more familiar with Barbados and kind of the advantages of the welcome stamp, but you know, Spain and some of these other countries, by being uh, formal, uh, you know, digital nomad under their visa requirements. Um, you can be able to enroll your kids into, you know, some of the local schooling systems, take advantage of the local healthcare and get some of those kind of financial incentives by having that, uh, you know, visa ready that as just a regular traveler, you're not going to be able to take advantage of those um, otherwise. And so certainly some considerations when you're perhaps, even if you are traveling solo, um, to be cognizant of um and you're right, it does take a little bit of kind of unpacking. And so our aim is to really centralize this information and, you know, kind of through checklists through the process leading up to your travels, be able to make sure that you have, you know, sufficient timing that you're kind of going through the checklist and really ensuring you've got your ducks in a row um, before you ever travel and actually get out there so that uh, you're armed with the knowledge and uh, resources you need to make the right decisions. Yeah. Thank God I'm ready. I'm going to have to sign up for your your your, your program here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so do you actually touch base with the governments that you're looking to provide information on? And I know regulations, digital nomad incentives, remote work incentives constantly seem to be evolving and changing. Is your team kind of up to date on those and constantly looking at them to provide more information? Yeah, especially through the last few years that are ever evolving, right? Yeah. It's uh, it's constantly changing. And just like amongst our travelers, the idea with the app is to be able to have a, a shared kind of knowledge bank and um, platform for that dialogue even amongst governments to see how to more effectively navigate this and provide, you know, the right value and platform for travelers uh, 
So we are standing on top of that. We're in direct communication with government agencies, um, either at the national level or even local. Uh, you know, it can sometimes be easier to go through some of the local municipalities mm-hmm. uh, and cities, especially for some of the, you know, information to spotlight some of the local businesses, cafes, accommodations um, that are more prone to attracting this type of traveler, those that are wanting to spend extended durations there and what that experience looks like which is typically not your top 10 list well we all like to go see some of the museums we go there really to dive into the fabric of the culture and so the idea you know being able to tap into some of these local municipalities you get a lot more uh direct information about the type of activities and places and experiences and restaurants that uh, those living there are more prone to uh, enjoy than uh, your touristy hotspots. Yeah. Well, well, sometimes they might still have some overlap. Uh, so, yeah, that is going to be certainly one of the uh, advantages of using the Zeal app and platform is more real-time uh, information, not only from the governments, but than local travelers, not just people there, but, uh, you know, residents of these destinations that are wanting to be able to offer some of their accommodations and experiences and services. Uh, you, you get a real-time feedback without having to go into these Facebook groups or, you know, try to uh, filter through TripAdvisor, you know, when, when the information can be outdated or incomplete. Yeah, you're the ultimate distiller of information. Because um, I know, like, we do information where we do research for our trips, but to try to keep up to date on that. And especially if you're a frequent traveler, that can sometimes become daunting. It would be really nice to have a one-stop shop for all of that information. And it was interesting. You brought up some of the extended stay, uh, like if you're interested in a short-term stay versus a long-term stay. And it seems like you guys have uh, reached out to, or at least done research on hotels or more like long-term stay resorts that offer extended stay discounts? Yeah, uh, members will be able to access not only short-term rentals, but extended stay and and hotels uh, as well. We we often find, you know, right in the nomadic community, a lot of our leveraging Airbnbs, hostels, co-living, able to get some advantages there, whereas hotels are a little more expensive. But in the off-season, right, hotels and some of these other places are great uh, for being able to cultivate community. And you can get some great price breaks by kind of stabilizing the revenue in the off-seasons when you want to be there anyways, when it's not peak season and really busy, you know, uh, you can get a lot of accommodations, start to build community with people, Um, you know, We've done some great stints in Mexico or Costa Rica for a month or even two staying at hotels. And you really get to build connection and community with some of the uh, more consistent people that are staying there for longer durations. Well, you know, then there's the ebb and flow of the the more leisure travelers. So it it makes it a a fun kind of platform that most remote workers and digital nomads aren't thinking of because it typically feels like it prices them out but you can get some great discounts and we will be passing those through that app and platform uh where members can be able to book directly with us and take advantage of uh these accommodation offerings okay yeah that's really nice and it seems like you guys have a breakdown of everything that's available at those uh 
stays from Wi-Fi to fitness pool or to fitness centers, to pools, anything like that, whether or not there's laundry there, which, you know, I never really thought about uh, having to do laundry when I travel until, you know, because <laughs> usually it's less than two weeks. So you just pack everything for two weeks and then if you have to wash something, you do it in a sink. I was going to say, we yeah. wash laundry, laundry. In sink together. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Laundry and the other one is, you know, for the first two weeks, you're enjoying the destination. You're, you're, you're often eating out or taking advantage of the local food there. But that too can start to get a little pricey. So once you kind of settle in, right, do they have uh, common areas to cook and store your food? Or do they have kitchenettes, uh, mm. you know, like apartments and oh, condos yeah. to be able to uh, save some money and cook for yourself? So certainly considerations when you're leisure traveling, you don't really have top of mind. But as you're staying uh, in, in destinations for more than a week or two, uh, you, you want to be conscious of. Yeah. And it is certainly attractive to that idea of finding a place that there may be other people like you staying there. Because even if it's if it's just yourself and you are an introvert, you're eventually going to want to talk to someone that knows some of the things that you grew up with. Yeah, you want some sort of sense of uh, familiarity and community. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, Eric, so I'm, I'm just curious, are you, are you uh, analyzing or paying attention to where digital nomads are are moving to like is there a central region are you noticing people moving if you're tracking it or where you have insight on it are they going to the caribbean or, or are people going to europe so there are a variety of hospitality tools that we've got a pulse on to be able to see kind of traveler trends and booking and, and regional trends uh that kind of our advertising agency luckily has the advantage of leveraging utilizing these tools from a marketing perspective. So we've mm -hmm. got a pulse on, on that. Uh, the app itself, as we launch and, and roll out uh, the Zeal app, the data behind it will uh, be far more rich for us to be able to track these trends and really see, uh, you know, where even our members are going. But uh, certainly, you know, we're seeing Southeast Asia and Europe getting a lot of attention recently, right? Um, Spain, Portugal, uh, Malaysia, Bali, of course, you know, everyone's favorite. There's some of these kind of more notable ones that on social media have garnered a lot of attention. Uh, they've got a, a great infrastructure um, like Costa Rica has, you know, for yeah. this type of, of travel and tourism. Um, but because of that, right, you know, it's also kind of pushing out some of the other historic expats and nomads in these places as they start to hit a saturation and tipping point. And so, you know, what is kind of that next wave and where are, are people going is something we are keeping our eyes on. And we're seeing even places like in Africa, countries in Africa start to roll out these remote working visa programs. And so it's this balance of, you know, who has the infrastructure and, and Wi-Fi to really support this extended traveler. Uh, and, and how are we helping bring, you know, awareness um, to them so that travelers can see them as a viable option and not just continue to go to, you know, these hotspots, which, has its own issue, right? It's not as uh, damaging as short-term tourism, um, but it, it, it certainly it can be taxing to the local infrastructure. And we have seen that uh, starting to be an issue in some of these uh, still developing places. Interesting. 
Do you anticipate rolling this out um, to more and more countries as your Zeal community grows and as you acquire more resources? Yeah, absolutely. We'll be following the trends of uh, the countries that have these remote work visa programs, first and foremost, to, to leverage, as well as where travelers are currently going. Uh, within the app, the beauty will be as members travel, they can track their own journey. They can be able to upload new destinations, leave reviews, you know, within social platform and, and feed, they'll be able themselves to organically expand the kind of geographic footprint for other like-minded travelers. And so it won't matter if it's not within kind of our database, uh, it'll just continually grow as uh, members utilize the tool. I'm curious. I, I know we've talked mostly about international countries, but I think there are a lot of cities in the U.S. that are starting to do incentives for remote workers. Uh, I think Vermont may have had something. I think Texas has something, and they're trying to get individuals to come. Have you thought about expanding Zeal to individual cities in the U.S. that may offer incentives for remote workers? Yeah, there's only some that are even paying for kind of the relocation if you're willing to stay there for long enough. Yeah. Uh, so that, that undoubtedly is a trend. And, and domestically within the U.S., there's uh, undoubtedly a lot of opportunity for this type of lifestyle. My friend has moved out of uh, a downtown high rise and is now doing the van life and has been loving it for the last year, uh, even using our place as a home base while he travels to Thailand and other uh, international places. But domestically, you know, he goes and kayaks and mountain bikes and, and the like, taking advantage of places like Moab. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, there's opportunity and, you know, being able to go and enjoy the wine region. You know, not just for a long weekend, but for a month, you know, oh, man. during wine <laughs> times, uh, Yosemite and, and these kind of drive to destinations that for RV or van life people are very attractive throughout the year. And so yeah. undoubtedly, we, we see the kind of domestic market for drive to even families wanting to be able to go and live and work out of these places uh, as an opportunity to enrich um, you know, our data pool and share opportunities domestically. Um, speaking of domestically and just some of the trends, you know, that is one of the considerations as we see the cost of living increase, right? The nomadic lifestyle has some great advantages when you go internationally because you can Absolutely. live and work at a fraction of the cost. You know, our platform will even enable and share uh, those that do have assets like a home and a car, how do you rent and leverage those out so that you can subsidize and even live a better quality of life in these destinations uh, while managing your home life for, you know, months on end? Um, but drive to and, and leveraging some of these domestic opportunities as well can be a great way to rent your car and, and home out uh, and go and enjoy something just, you know, within the same time zone or two uh, and stay a little closer to home if you want to just escape for, you know, a, a few weeks or a cold uh, winter, you know, out of Minnesota yeah. uh, and get away. <laughs> and it is certainly interesting. I mean, there's, um, as I mentioned, Vermont has like a moving incentive and, I, and a lot of these do require you to stay for a, a good amount of time and become full residents of those states. But even Maine offers to cover $40,000 in student loan forgiveness um, if you stay there for five years and you buy a house. So there's a lot of stipulations and a lot of things that you have to do. I think West Virginia, Bob and I just had our Travel Bites episode this morning. And West Virginia is the 50th 
most unhappy or the number one most unhappy state in the U.S. It is the unhappiest. Um, that's, a, that's the better way to put it. Yeah, I know. I, I was trying to find the words for it. Uh, but they offer a $12,000 cash incentive uh, and free recreation and outdoor gear, professional development opportunities, free co-working space. And it doesn't seem like there's many stipulations associated with that. So it seems like a great place if you want 12K. Yeah, you got to make sure that you're fulfilling all the requirements. Absolutely. And, and showing them to be able to take advantage of those. But Certainly, you know, uh, there are a lot of opportunities domestically for people to uh, transition and start to just try on this lifestyle, yeah. right? I think one of the uh, bottlenecks and or our concerns about living this lifestyle when people see it online is, you know, it's an all or nothing. You have to completely dive in and go and live right. this lifestyle. That's not the case. I know a lot of uh, friends and and kind of our tribe will go and do it for a few weeks since you know or for a few months um but but and then still have their home base and again leverage that as an asset it, it's not something you need to completely uproot yourself and uh you know totally live this lifestyle all out you can try it on for a few weeks driving up it to the mountains like we talked about or you can go you know and escape to a warmer place uh within the same time zone for a month and, and just try on the lifestyle and see how well it suits you before you know uh you, you get that travel bug and uh, it starts to to take shape for you yeah and part of this so one of my coworkers, um she started traveling uh in her camper van probably mid 2020 and just recently is taking a break from it uh, but she's been traveling for quite a bit of time and she is fully remote like we've never i've never seen her in person and she's had that flexibility it's been great i mean she as long as she has a connection to the internet but one of the things that i think is really interesting now is with this advent of the luxury of being able to work remotely camper vans becoming more prevalent there are now companies popping up that you can rent camper vans per night and just take them somewhere and some of them are fairly reasonable like comparable to just staying in uh like an airbnb for uh, like a cheap room in an airbnb for a few nights but you have the free mobility yeah there's you know a myriad of, of options that exist out there i recall couch surfing yes. you know, back in the 90s being one of the yes. Ways for people to explore. How do you travel places and get to meet and stay other cultures and stay on their couches? And you know, they're a platform now, twelve million. So they haven't gone by the wayside. There's still, you know, a space for them. And then on the other end, there's you know the complete luxury stay at some incredible you know condos. Um, there's platforms for kind of the the wealthy to trade. Uh, you know, their penthouses and condos. So there's platforms all over popping up from camper vans to RVs. You know, if this is something that uh, suits you, you. You can find kind of a slice of life or, or something that is going to be uh, suitable to your lifestyle. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I mean, we're we're living in the age of being able to go and do anything anywhere with the most flexibility we've ever had in human history. Oh, undoubtedly. It, it, we're, we're more connected than ever. And it, that can be 
you know, a double-edged sword. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, the idea is to leverage technology in a way to be able to have more interpersonal connection, to be able to tap into these experiences and moments more quickly. Uh, and we're hoping the, the Zeal app provides that mechanism, a tool to be able to facilitate that connection and, and ultimately contribution uh, to support, you know, your peers and, and that aim as well. Are you familiar with Tim Ferriss's four hour work week? So yeah. I think he, he has a section in there that discusses, you know, if you're an employee with, um, an employer that does require you to be in the office to attempt to work your way into remote work. And so for those listening, you may want to check out that specific session section of the four hour work week to see how you can approach your supervisors to get into the remote work position so that you can follow the zeal community and uh use that to work abroad remote work has its time and place in that way i think that there's a lot of departments and organizations that ultimately can go remote if not hybrid environment and take advantage of asynchronous work that otherwise thought they couldn't uh, the technology the tools the kind of commercial landscape has enabled it to, uh, to be more suitable for that. I still find that there are conversations and dialogues and spaces for in-person communication and connection that are more powerful and more advantageous than anything that can be done whiteboarding and using online tools. And then there's, you know, manufacturing and other departments and, and businesses that are never going to be able to go completely remote, but there's certainly you know departments and ways to to start to explore this transition or to adopt some of the methodology and uh, approach that uh, those in remote work have um, leveraged and taken advantage of to be more effective um, in your workplace. Uh, this is a bit of a side tangent, but are you familiar with Google's new project Starline? I'm not. So they they rolled a portion of it out and had more of like a an announcement, I guess, in the second half of this year. But it is basically a, a combination of their Google Meet platform with um, their 3D augmented reality. And they basically have a booth that you talk to someone anywhere else in the world that has that booth. And it looks like you're with them at a, a dining room table. Um, the way they project it is basically a hologram. So we're, we're at that point now where you can feel like you're in the room with someone because as they move, you see more of them. It's not a two dimensional image anymore. It's, it's cool. unbelievable. Like the, the images that have come out of that are incredible. And I can see that just aiding our remote work capabilities and getting more to that, um, in-person feeling yeah i love that and, and and i think there's a space for ar and vr as well to kind of go full circle into how do we tell the story how do we help uh feel like we have a better sense of where we're going in making that commitment uh and doing it justice of translating whatever destination whatever location we're researching wanting it to go leisure or or extended stay uh ar and vr and and holograms are you know, there's gonna be a lot of technology out there to be able to utilize whether that's walking into you know the hotel and being able to get a 
full 360 experience of what your hotel room or the beach looks like to you know shopping real estate for land and getting that aerial view of what's around you know and proximity to you there's going to be a lot of utilization of, of technology to help facilitate and bridge this for uh, you know, aspiring travelers and ease that discomfort um, and to make the decision more effectively. Uh, but, you know, connecting people to, to people as well as places, you know, tech is going to be a, a key component in um, facilitating that. Yeah, absolutely. And it has its limitations, as you mentioned earlier. There is something to be said about that, that in-person personal connection. But I, I think... Um, hybrid hybrid work is probably going to stay the the norm for a long time. Yeah, I, I so I read an interesting article on it. So I'm like <clears throat> completely pro uh, uh, remote work. I actually don't even have an office in my state uh, with my current employer. Um, and but I did read something interesting where they were saying when it comes to sort of promotions and things like that. The, the, the person that's going to the office every day and making themselves seen sort of holds an advantage of those that never show up. And I actually was contemplating that. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I guess I, I can see that being being a real issue for those that are pushing towards remote work when I guess you have the guy showing up every day and sort of in the face of the employer. Uh, they may, there the may employer be an advantage. isn't there? But, what if the employer right, right. isn't is working remotely? Or if the person in, in the office just doesn't, you know, is not as good as their job uh, or at their job as the person that's that's doing remote work. There's a lot of variables to consider, but I just found that an interesting, it is uh, interesting. thing yeah. to to think about. Yeah. It's, it, it's kind of one of those out of sight, out of mind. But yeah. ultimately, everyone's navigating how to live and work more effectively and how to work more effectively. And I believe that even over the last few years that uh, what's called corporate America or, or in generally uh, commercial commercial America have, haven't been great and effective ways to be able to showcase the amazing functionality and ways to leverage and take advantage of the tools that we have. Zoom and its app marketplace has rolled out some really cool whiteboards. You know, we're seeing ads now or phones that they have and, you know, hospital systems like I believe just like the human mind we're using a fraction of the uh, uh, possible tools and functionality that these systems have and we aren't taking the time to go and you know follow and research and see the new kind of updates and functionality that they have to watch the YouTube videos like that's where again having it come from the top down and say hey take a look at this cool new gadget and gizmo that is available uh, we're less likely to hear unless it comes from a peer to say, hey, man, I saved, you know, 20% of my time by doing this. And this is how you can be this much more effective in communicating how you hit these milestones or what you did with your discretionary time to overachieve and show your employer what you did while you were remote. And that might not be able to happen in the office with perhaps the distractions and the time driving and all the other variables right so yes Absolutely. there's a variety of variables but back to how do we use the tools available and i think we're the tip of the iceberg and there's a lot of ways that we can uh enhance how we share and the opportunities to uh, fully tap into and leverage 
the amazing kind of apps that we have at our discretion to to be more effective and allow for more, us to have more time to go play, whether that's with our family or you know the, the cool destinations that are at our footsteps. Yep. So I'm curious now that we're kind of discussed the the benefits of Zeal, um, how people can do it, and how people can access it. What are so I, I on your website you have early access. How long will early access last? Um, and keep in mind that this podcast will be released sometime in January. Awesome. It won't be for too much longer. We will be rolling out the MVP of our app uh, in Q2 of okay. uh, 2023. And so can take advantage of some early access discounts as we roll this out. If you want to be an early adopter, you are yourself a thought leader or, or traveler and want to contribute to the Zeal app, feel free to you know reach out directly to us. There's a space for everyone to kind of share their 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 products, their thought leadership, uh, to be able to enrich the community for other travelers. But as we do go live uh, Q2, and uh, we'll make everyone aware of some of our upcoming remote retreats, and then everyone can take advantage and uh, come and join, um, join us uh, either in person or you know through the app virtually and, and leverage some of the amazing tools that uh, we will be rolling out through our app. Okay. All right. And it seems like there's... Um two options available the the first year kind of trial to see if you like it and then you have your lifetime access will those be the same options available or those potentially alter? those will be the same options and, until we get alive yeah you can be able to kind of get one year after the app actually goes live so hop on that uh, sooner than later or you can get lifetime and be able to uh, use the zeal app and resources uh, just for one fee all right. And is the difference in the two the two uh, ways to sign up <clears throat> for maybe someone who only plans to go to one destination would only need it for one year, maybe, or or and then versus someone who would want to continuously travel uh, around and change their destination, they would be the ones to sign up for the lifetime use. Is that the general like idea behind it? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, if you're kind of new and wanting to try on and get a sense of it, or you already are kind of an avid traveler living this lifestyle, remote working, and really want to be able to further tap into the community, take advantage of some of the amazing discounts that we'll have to you know our partners and uh, and be able to use it as an ongoing tool. Awesome. Fantastic. All right, Eric, um, as we wrap up, we do have a special round that we do not tell our guests ahead of time. But before we get into that special round, um, we give you an opportunity to share websites, social media handles, anywhere that people would be able to find Zeal and yourself uh, and touch base with you. Learn more info. Yeah, anyone listening to this can view us online at zealremote.com, Z-E-A-L, as well as on our so social handles at Zeal Remote. All right. On Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and the like. Okay, so we do have a, this is a rapid fire round. It is five questions, just whatever comes to the top of your head. They're the same five questions we ask every guest. Um, no, no pressure. And they don't have to be short answers. All right. First question is, what is the first word that comes to your mind when you hear the word travel? Uh, adventure. And synonymous with exploration. Okay. For me, travel uh, is where we go 
for not only that external exploration exploration of the world, uh, but it's often where we get to explore and find a lot about ourselves, our ideals, our values, right? When we get out of our own uh, bubble and culture, that's where we really get to see different perspectives, where we get to uh, uh, question how, you know, our culture, our ideology is formed uh, as we start to get a larger perspective and purview of the world. Uh, I, I believe that's where those kind of special sauces. And so it's not just, you know, the beauty in front of us and, and the connection and the culture and the moments of those that we get to encounter, but uh, the self-reflection and growth that happens as a result uh, of travel. Man, that's yeah. like that's like the whole purpose of this podcast. There you go. Yeah, yeah. You just summed it up for us. <laughs> uh, what is one travel book that has had the biggest influence on your life? Or yeah, one travel book, or or any book. Yeah, we could do book. Yeah. Uh, the power of now. Uh, recently finished the the power of now, uh, and it's about that presence and being able to tap into the moment and live fully in uh, that presence. And it's incredible when you're able to to do that. Right, that's where I think travel gets us out of our own heads as well. Uh, you know, we're not thinking about work. We're not thinking about all the other obligations. We get to really just be present in the experience uh, and the newness. Like when you're a kid, you get to kind of really see the world through a new lens. Um, every it, It's a new experience. And so often we get the blinders on and we get so bombarded with all the other things that are going on that we don't live in the now and that's really where you know life uh blossoms and where you find the beauty in it so great book that uh i enjoy and i think regardless of where you are uh has a place for your journey that seems like a good one yeah I've, i actually think i just saw that book today being um recommended on like an instagram post and i don't know it was like a post where it said top five books recommended by billionaires and it was like bill gates steve jobs uh um you know um warren buffett and that was one of them i don't remember which guy recommended it but but i believe that was one of them it's been around for a little bit yeah Yeah, i'm surprised i haven't heard of it all right uh number three is what is one practical thing travelers can do right now to enhance their next travel experience Contemplating. Yeah, right. I mean, there's the obvious so, one is sign up for Zeal. There's so much, right? <laughs> of course, that's the low hanging fruit. Let's not go there. As I'm coming, you'll see some great advantage or something. But uh, my encouragement is to really lean in and tap into the community, right? The idea of what, what, what we're trying to facilitate is getting off those top 10 lists to actually go and, and live in, and experience the, the true culture, right? And that doesn't happen when you're at, uh, you know, uh, all of the typical touristy places. There is a time and a place for that. And I, by all means, have, you know, gone and had my daiquiris and umbrellas and uh, you, you have to be able to, check out as well. I encourage that for remote workers. Um, but regardless of what type of travel you have, 
um, pushing yourself, getting outside of your comfort zone, going and trying that restaurant perhaps, and something on the menu that you otherwise wouldn't have that's outside of your comfort zone, you know, going and talking with someone um, and, and being able to get a sense of their culture. You know, my encouragement would just be to uh, really lean in and, and get curious about the place that um, you're at and you'll learn something and hopefully be surprised and delighted more than you otherwise if you just you know took it um kind of window shopping if you will just at, at a glance lean in uh you know have fun um and, and get some authentic local connection that's going to be you know those beautiful moments you'll remember um and and really relish I like it. Hey man, you're our type of traveler for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You fit right in here. <laughs> yeah. Tell us one thing that travelers should not do. <laughs> Overpack. Um, <laughs> yes. Remember, you can do laundry in most places. <laughs> yeah. You can do laundry in most places. Um, you know, and you can shop in a lot of places, right? Whether you're going for a short-term stint or, or long-term. One of the great things is you can be able to uh, walk away with a piece of that culture. There's going to be something that you're going to be inspired by that you're going to want. And so my encouragement is always take 20, 30% out of uh, your suitcase that you otherwise thought, oh, you know, maybe I'll wear that. Uh, unless you absolutely love it, leave it behind, um, you know, including some of your tech and tools. That's part of, you know, being being present. I know that, yes. uh, you know, we see a lot of that on social media. Um and, and that's probably the other half of it, right? Not just uh, don't bring too much, but, you know, the stuff you do bring, you know, also be present, uh, you know, put the phone down, live in, live in the moment. Um, don't always be sucked into, you know, your, your technology and tools and uh, gadgets. I like it. Yeah. And last question. Easy, very easy one. Uh, what is one piece of advice you'd give to yourself 10 years ago? <laughs> uh, you know, I think it is, and will continue to be just trust your intuition more, right? You know, uh, I think that so often we, and I'll at least speak for myself, uh, know the right answer and know where to go and what to do and when, and, um, it's following our heart and trusting, uh, in that, and I would say, just remind myself that, uh, you know, we always have the right answers. There's no wrong answer, um, but lean in and, and follow that path. Great I like advice. It. Solid advice. Yeah. Thank you, Eric, for coming on the, the podcast today. Thank you for having me. It's been an absolute joy. Uh, excited to connect. Hopefully we can travel and go somewhere to, uh, ourselves and get to experience, you know, some of the richness that we've talked about. Yeah, Absolutely. absolutely. All right. Thanks, Eric. Thank you. So do you think you'll ever go remote work? Like fully remote or for remote and travel? So really remote and travel the world. Is that in the cards to you? Because we have these conversations and it really is not practical for most people to do this. No, I, I would say that I, I, much as I would like to, I don't think it would happen in the immediate future, not for an extended period of time, maybe for like a week or so where, or like if I'm 
traveling somewhere for two or three weeks and I want to work a little bit, that's going to be my remote work option. That's it's yeah. not going to be living and working remotely. My my current job does not allow me to do that in terms of, you know, most of our work is local and, you know, we deal in meeting with people and municipalities. Mm -hmm. So that's not going to happen. No, no, not for what about you. Yeah. I mean, your job, your company is basically fully remote, right? Your company My job is headquartered is... in Paris. Correct. Headquartered in Paris. We, I, so I work for an infrastructure company. I do environmental work. But um, yeah, so they're, they're headquartered in Paris. I am remote in the fact that I don't have an office. I work out of my home, but I still do have to do local work. I travel to different properties in the area. Yeah. Um, however, I think that ultimately it, it's going to take a few years, but I think I can get to a point where I will have the option to move and work remotely even if it's just for a few months, you know, even if I spend the summer in Italy, <laughs> yeah. it sounds so yeah. nice. And hopefully you get to that point. It's all, it's all hey, wishful hey, thinking. Go to Prestige. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So, and, and if I do get to that point, this program sounds like a great starting point and perhaps can help you with the entire process. Yeah. So a one-stop shop. So yeah, pretty cool stuff. Um, Thank you for listening to the show. Please check us out on social media, like us, follow us, do all the things. Check us out on any podcast platform to subscribe and give us a rating and review, which would be phenomenal. You can support us financially through Buy Me A Coffee or through our merchandise on redbubble.com. And lastly, please share us with your friends, family, and everybody else that you can think of that you think might enjoy the show. Stay safe, stay healthy, enjoy 2023, and tune in to the next episode. 